0: Hello everyone and welcome to another edition of the Views from the 573 Podcast. This week's show is sponsored by Anchor, you heard them at the top. Thanks to Anchor for sponsoring this week's episode, as well as every episode of Views from the 573 and the Entertainment from the 573 Podcast as well. You can go check that channel out. I did a solo episode of talking about all the different movies that have come out here recently, At Astra, Downton Abbey, all, the, all those sorts of movies. Talked a little bit about expectations for Joker, what we should expect before and after. So you can go check that one out after you get done listening to this one. Go check us out on all the platforms, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you guys get your podcasts. And check out our YouTube channel, Podcasts from the 573, as well. As always, I am one of your co-hosts, Ryan McDaniel. It's great to be back for another week of talking sports with you guys. And join alongside by me, as always, his fellow co host
1: Peter Lewis. Peter, how are you doing this week? Uh, so far so good. I am exhausted because for some reason someone in the MLB decided, hey, let's have uh, the Cardinals play on the West Coast at the end of the season during playoff hunt time. That was great. So <laughs> I was in the station fairly late last night and uh, yeah, I'm just dying. So this will be a fun pod. <laughs> Yeah, it will. So, let's
0: talk. Uh, we'll, we'll talk a little about the Cardinals here at the top because they made some uh, big headlines. I actually got a funny little story to tell you guys that involves my dad finding out something about a Cubs fan here in town. So, that'll be funny. But we'll talk about the NFL and college football this past week, what we saw, what what we expected, what our predictions were, and we'll also take a look at the upcoming week. I believe we also got a new Antonio Brown update. We're getting those week every week it seems like so we'll talk a little bit about that later on in the show but of course we're going to briefly t- talk about the Cardinals because Peter the Cardinals made a big uh made a big move this week to get into the postseason
1: yeah first time since uh the 2015 season they'll actually be in the postseason which is <laughs> crazy to think it's been that long and it's, yeah, it's poetic no. justice they swept the Cubs at Wrigley during the weekend four games no less First time in like ninety eight years apparently that happened, <laughs> and uh, it's it's poetic because the last time they were in the postseason, the Cubs eliminated them, and that started the whole downward spiral, you could say. So now the Cubs aren't mathematically eliminated, but they're they're as good as done.
0: Yeah, it, listen, uh, I it was seven of the last ten or eleven games he had against the Cubs. And I think if you're the Cardinals, if you got two at Wrigley, then that was good news because then you would have them at home for three games, and feel really good about beating them there. But sweeping them at Wrigley was a death blow to them. Where it was just insane like 98 years. That's nuts. That that's absolutely wild. But it's good. They finish them off. They got into the postseason. Now. I believe they haven't clinched the division yet, correct?
1: No, the uh, magic number I think is still three because the Brewers are mounting a comeback for the ages without Yelich, no less. So it's yeah, not that's right. It's not fully there, but uh, <laughs> either way, they're in a a good predicament here because I think if they just if they were wild card, they have, of course be in the wild card game. And would face, I think, the Dodgers. <laughs> if they win the Central, which I think they will, they face the Braves. So, a tough test either way coming up here for the Cardinals in postseason yeah, play. Yeah, and,
0: and you mentioned the late start time. They got the Diamondbacks here coming up while we're recording, no less. And they won last night. If they, if they can win these uh, next couple games, they'll, they'll only have to win one of the Next few, in one of the next three games against the Cubs at home to clinch the division. So good on the Cardinals for doing that. Now the funny story I had to tell you is this, and I didn't understand at first. I didn't know what I was supposed to be looking at, but my dad he sent me he sent me this picture. He was running errands, and there's this restaurant in town, and the owner is a huge Cubs fan, and so when my dad is off doing his his errands, he's near this restaurant, and what does he see? somebody goes to the front door of the restaurant and places a broom on the front door. And I was like, what am I supposed to be looking at? I was like, look at the broom. I was like, Oh, okay. Shout out to the Cardinals fan who ever did that. That that's, that's hilarious. Of course. I mean, they haven't had some, they haven't had a whole lot uh, to celebrate over the Cubbies the last few years because the Cubs have been so good. And the Cardinals, like you said, haven't been in the postseason since 2015. And so now the Cardinals are back in familiar territory in the postseason. And now for all you St. Louis uh, fans and uh, all Cardinals fans around the area, we're just now awaiting who they're going to play.
1: And Dodgers and Braves, it's not going to be easy. No, either of them. And speaking of... uh... Cardinals uh news, this one actually involves the uh Royals for Rebecca. Uh Ned Yost is retiring their manager, and it looks like Mike Maffini will take over as a manager for the Royals. Oh, how about that? I I hadn't heard that. Yeah, so, so there we go. <laughs> have fun with him, Rebecca. No gives these backsies. <laughs> yeah, no, we're fine with SHILT. We're good. <laughs> Love that man. He is just boring as hell, but he gets it done. <laughs> cutting up his post game stuff. is just a nightmare. Cause I just cannot care any less what he's saying.
0: <laughs> uh, who do you prefer him or Lovey Smith? Oh <laughs> my to do over this God.
1: Lovey is great. He is just, <laughs> he is the most <laughs> depressed man alive and it is wonderful. <laughs> any, but you know what? He's honest. You know, there's bad coaches who will lie and be like, yeah, we, we got hope. We're good. We, we have some ho-. Lovey straight up like we suck, man. I'm sorry. It, it's just not good. What am I supposed to say? We're good? <laughs> I respect that. Honestly, if you're Illinois, you're not going to get anyone who wants to come there. Just keep this man. He's keeping it real. Yeah. So
0: now moving on to our next topic of conversation, Peter, we have a, yet
1: another Antonio Brown update. Yeah, it, it just doesn't end. <laughs> it just no. doesn't end. So yeah, he played, of uh, course, week two, caught a touchdown. Everything was looking fine. Of course, allegations were still coming about. There was a second one that came up. And uh, last Friday, out of the blue in the afternoon, the Patriots released Antonio Brown. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, apparently, he was texting one of his accusers, and I guess, not 100 I guess it sounded like intimidation was a thing, and that's something they want to do. Or who knows? Maybe like they found out that he knew. Because uh, that was our thing when uh, they signed him. We were kind of wondering uh, about if he knew the allegations were coming and didn't tell the Patriots. Which, you know, they'd probably like to know that if you're going to sign somebody. Right. So again, there's a there's hundred things that keep going on. Belichick, of course, is not saying a damn word. <laughs> and you know, <laughs> I'm sad he got released because like, I think it was like Wednesday. There was a, He was uh, being interviewed and he sounded like a Patriot. The past two months of the A B we knew died. He was dodging questions, he was monotone, he wasn't saying much. I was I was about to come on the show and be like, you know what? He fooled us, America. He fooled us. This was the plan from the beginning. The moment he realized he wasn't gonna win in Pittsburgh, he started a long term sabotage to get out and get to the Patriots. But uh I guess. Even if he's that smart, he's still a clown off-field. Yeah. <laughs> because we still have these allegations to deal with, which, uh... Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> AB's shit. crazy. AB is crazy. Uh, is he in the new Joker movie? <laughs> well, you know, you, you probably want to have somebody act like a clown rather than a real clown. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but, uh... Yeah, so he pretty much went to... Tr- uh, well, shocking, he went to Twitter... And said he's done with the NFL. He went off on, you know, the his his hypocrisy the, as he sees it to, you know, Robert Kraft getting off, Big Ben getting off, all that stuff for their allegations. Which, I mean, you kind of don't believe. <laughs> at, least, no. at least him staying away. I feel like he wants to do this because, you know, money. But it seems like no one's going to come forward until they get an idea of what these allegations are. Which now the NFL has... Plenty of time. They can just put him on the exempt list and just investigate the hell out of him. Yep. And, uh, yeah, because apparently Rosen, his agent, was saying there are teams interested. They just want to know, like, uh, what's going on with him. <laughs> Which, fair enough. Yeah. But, uh, as he's gone now, he actually. Is enrolling back in college. He's going back to his alma mater of Central Michigan, officially becoming yep. the biggest clown college in the country once more. Yeah. <laughs> no, Peter. They were already clowns. They employed Butch Jones. Remember? Oh God,
0: that—that's some deep lore right there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He had Antonio. Br- you know, how I know Antonio Brown. Back
1: to Butch Jones in this. Podcast?
0: I know how Antonio Brown became a clown. He was coached by Butch Jones. It all makes sense now. <laughs> It all makes sense now. Of course, Butch Jones doing all that stuff, putting J.J. Watt at tight ends, like, nah, you're not going to be a defensive end. Nah. And then goes to Wisconsin, so exceeds all expectations, becomes a perennial Pro defen-
1: all-pro defensive player of the year kind of guy, of course. Now, the fun thing about A.B. back at Central Michigan, because that's where he, of course, went to school when he was uh, declared for the draft, he only, he only played for three years. So... If he wants to <laughs> you could play one more year, I think. <laughs> Which I gotta ask. I mean if an any NFL player comes back to college, they're probably the most dominant athlete in college football at that moment. Yeah. He would <laughs> he would win the Heisman and take Central Michigan to the national championship by him by himself. <laughs> so A B. <laughs> Do the right thing. Play for Central Michigan once more. <laughs> you know, I,
0: I think he foregoed his eligibility once he declared, but hey, if there's some loophole, well, AB will find it, a it's, way. It's,
1: it's it's college sports. Come on. There's there's loopholes everywhere.
0: Uh, yeah. Unless you're Kansas. Well, Peter, I am convinced we'll, we will talk about Antonio Brown every week on this show for the rest of the oh, year.
1: Somehow he's going to be in the news next week.
0: I am convinced of it. I don't know what it's gonna be. All I know is we're gonna talk
1: about What if it. the Dolphins sign him? <laughs> They're just like, screw it. What do we got to lose? A <laughs> B well, lost can... forty million dollars within a month. What a world.
0: Yeah, and then he calls out Robert Kraft and Big Ben. Oh man. He's yeah. a dream. Somebody somebody take somebody take his phone away from him. He needs help. <laughs> well he can
1: tell his grandma he's free once more
0: (laughs) (laughs) so with that being said everybody let's start off with the nfl this week you know what peter let's start with the rams and browns game because we picked the rams Mm -hmm. and you said you haven't you had an update on the church of baker mayfield
1: yeah, so uh, here, here's the thing. I'm not the, you know, the pope of the church. I'm the guy who's collecting the money because, you know, why else would I be involved? <laughs> but I got to say, his current pope, uh, Freddie Kitchens, uh, he sucks. <laughs> yeah, He's a big, stupid idiot face. <laughs> what kind <laughs> of play calling was that? <laughs> calling a draw play? What was that? Oh, oh, was, like 4 9. <laughs> it's like, who are you fooling? Nobody. <laughs> it's just weird because I think they lost Najoku before or during the game. I can't remember. No, they lost him before okay, the game. Right. I think they put him on the IR. So yeah, he lost one less weapon, but you still got Odell Beckham Jr. the the thing you gave up your peppers in a first round pick for. You got, you got Nick, Travis Landry. You got Nick. You got Landry. How is how is Fred Kitchens getting this so wrong? <laughs> so uh i still believe in baker anybody who's grabbing their you know what at kansas players is always going to be good in my book (laughs) but you know what for the time being i think that church needs some new leadership at the very top for their god haslam i know you're listening (laughs) as the as the creator of the gods (laughs) you got changes man (laughs) Get a uh, get Greg Willings back. Just be like, I we changed our mind. <laughs> but uh, like that, uh, like that popular meme of you know, <laughs> the guy with his girlfriend looking at the other girl. I found a new flame. Oh no! And it is real life Uncle Rico. <laughs> he exists. <laughs> Gardner Minshew. <laughs> this man is perfect. <laughs> Like he is Baker on steroids.
0: <laughs> Wasn't Baker already on that?
1: Oh, I mean allegedly.
0: <laughs>
1: there are athletes, they're probably on steroids. Don't let's let's not beat around the bush. <laughs> no. Allegedly. We're not gonna be Al Jazeera here. <laughs> you remember that whole thing? No, uh, I don't I,
0: I don't wanna remember it. Move on. Move on. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so yeah, uh, who needs Nick Foles? I mean, you know, your salary cap may may say you probably want him out there, but uh, hey, you got real-life Uncle Rico playing for you. <laughs> and you know what? These Jags offensively, I mean, Fournette's fine. They got Sharks I mean, developing well to become yeah, the number one there. You got Westbrook. Yeah, this, it's not a bad situation, and, and the defense is still doing good. Of course, there's the big question with you know Ramsey, but yeah. Other than that, for the Jags, especially when that Thursday night game, since we're probably gonna get into Week Three immediately, there's a lot of interest coming here. I will not be surprised
0: if there's a giveaway of fake mustaches in honor of Garner Minshew's mustache. Oh my god! In fact, I think there's a GIF out there of
1: Minshew putting one of those fake mustaches on Mike Leach. <laughs> That was my favorite thing. He went to uh, Washington State. I mean, he's just... And, of course, someone asked Mike Leach if he would do the look. And he was like, oh, I'm kind of worried about my health, so I'd probably drop a few pounds. <laughs> like, Mike Leach does not give a give a hell. He just does not care. Mike
0: Leach, everybody. You ask him a
1: que- he's not Belichick. You ask him a question, he's going to give you a detailed answer. Oh, yes, he is. <laughs> But yeah, Uncle Rico, he's going to lead the Jacks to the Super Bowl, kids. Mark my words. Oh, man. I Fr- can't wait to see how this turns Freddie, out. Freddie, you better make Baker work, otherwise I'm taking the money machine to Gardner. Because <laughs> that's a church I want to be involved with. It's got Mike Leach in the cannon, man. That's yeah. great. Yeah, one of our favorite
0: coaches ever. All right, so week three, that those that, that was only one of the games. We all picked the Rams and got that one right. Of course, speaking of Gardner, yeah, Times at Jags, week number three to kick things off on Thursday Night Football. I was seeing Ad Astra during this, and uh, I it was probably preferable I was at Ad Astra instead of this game. <laughs> because uh, Jaguars, they had nine sacks against the offensive line. Of course, they're missing Taylor Lewan. I believe this game, Sunday against the Falcons, is the last one, and then he's good to go. Uh, they just need to figure out something with the offensive line. And yes, Mariota is, you need to throw him under the bus as well because he's taking some of the sacks too. But you look at it, he threw for over 300 yards. He he had a pretty good attempts and at completion percentage. And he threw a touchdown or two. He didn't look all that bad and he hasn't thrown any picks. So he's not turning the ball over. It's just getting that offensive line to block for him. And with the defense, I, I don't know what the deal was with uh on Thursday night. Malcolm Butler needs to he, – he doesn't need to be covering number one wide receivers anymore. He, he just doesn't. I'd rather have Logan Ryan do it. But, yeah, you know, Jags came out. They had their game plan. Ramsey played in the game. And uh, they came out on top and beat the Titans. So, shout out to the Jags and uh Gardner Minshew. They're, like you said, Peter, they're looking – uh. Pretty good, and they're one of the more interesting teams now.
1: (laughs) Speaking of Gardner, since everyone's making the Uncle Rico comparison, do you remember the plot in Napoleon Dynamite was uh, he wanted to win the national championship with Idaho? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) that. Oh, my God. That's the vibe I'm getting from Gardner. He doesn't care where he is. He's just going to play football and win. I like it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Peter, it's sad to say because if he was a –
0: Miami Dolphins quarterback, he would not win. The, because the Dolphins sucked. Transition. <laughs> yeah, they sucked. They they somehow stayed in the game against the Cowboys a little bit longer than everybody expected. Josh Rosen actually looked kind of decent, got hurt. Fitzpatrick came in, he sucked, and then Rosen came back in, and then they started to suck.
1: You know what, it's kind of like when... uh you know, like uh, five, six years ago when Denver was just unstoppable and the Jags were terrible. Everyone yeah. expected that game to be a blowout and it was like close at halftime. It's like one of those things like, I'm going to blow out, Cowboys. Come on, give me what we want. <laughs> yeah. They at least then, they at least won, so <laughs> the 0-16 yeah. dream is alive.
0: Yeah, so then, yeah. the I don't know what it is with the Dolphins. I'm trying to pick up the Chargers defense. I know it's going to be a field day. Regardless if they don't have Derna James or not, it's going to be good. Uh, Next game, Ravens at Chiefs, or you put a subtitle besides this, the Ganjamelo Mormon Bowl, <laughs> and i and this is Matt's uh, Matt's first day his new job. It's a side note, we'll make a mention of that. We won't say where it is, but it was it was the Ravens at Chiefs. Uh, uh Rain made a little bit of appearance, and he kind of wondered if there's going to be any uh, throwing in here, which that might benefit the Ravens a little bit more to go back to the old style they ran closing glasses, season. But no, they they've pretty much stayed the same as they were the last few weeks. Uh, Mark Ingram had three touchdowns, so shout out to whoever had Mark Ingram against me in fantasy. That sucks. But Mahomes, he played lights out. Lamar Jackson at times looked really good. That one rushing touchdown he had where he just put a couple moves on those guys and the one throw he had to Willie Sneed had no business of being caught at all. And there's another one too. But this game was wild, fun, exciting. But in in the end, I'm on Rebecca's good side. I went with the Chiefs and you guys went with the Ravens. So Matt, I'm sorry for you.
1: I hope the couch was worth it. <laughs> uh, I, Yeah, well, I hope so. Next game. Oh, you're probably noticed Matt's not here. He was supposed to, but he doesn't answer calls because you know he's too good for that. So uh yeah. <laughs> we'll probably trash talk him from here on out. So next we had the Falcons at Colts. Me and
0: Matt, we went with the Colts here. And the Colts ended up prevailing in this game over the Falcons. Now
1: I remember why I don't pick the Falcons in anything.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. No, yeah. The Falcons Oh man! Yeah. Hey Matt, your Super Matt Ryan, your Super Bowl window closed. You suck.
0: <laughs> but Julio still looks good. He looks awesome. I wish
1: I took him. Devonte Adams sucks. <laughs> oh man! Yeah.
0: <laughs> so the Colts they win twenty seven twenty four. Jacoby Brissett looked good again. Threw for over three hundred yards, and the Colts are two and one. This is their home opener. He looked good. Julio looked good. And so the Colts, they're uh, they're 2-1 heading into week four. So moving on to the next game. Eagles against Lions. What What's going on with Detroit? Come on. This is us The Lions, I think, have foiled us once already. Okay, no, they haven't. I went and checked. I was like, no, okay. The Lions... Oh, my goodness. Being the Eagles at home... First of all, it's alarming for the Eagles. It is. And you lose the lines at home. You're now one and two. Carson Wentz, 19 and 36, not too good. And they try to make a little bit of comeback late, but the Lions, they're two and I two oh and one. Of course you have that stupid tie. But the Eagles, they got they got a lot of stuff to figure out.
1: Yeah, I'm kind of worried here, because uh, especially, uh, oh, we should probably comment on uh, the NFL's stupid <laughs> calls with Miles Sanders. Like, that was borderline attempted murder, and they were like, whatever. Oh, no, I thought you were about to mention the thing about Aguilar that surfaced its way on Twitter. Oh, that was, that was too good. <laughs> <laughs> man, the burnt, Bill was on fire, my man was throwing babies out, and we were catching them dead-ass stare to the camera, unlike Algalore. Just wanted to say that. <laughs> Philly is a whole nother breed of a city. <laughs> oh, man. That was great. But yeah, Miles Sanders almost got decapitated, and the, the rest are just sitting there like, it looks fine. Looks fine. Yeah, player safety my ass. <laughs> what, what was the... Who was the player that got, like, that horrific injury, took off his helmet in pain, and they're like, oh, you took your helmet off. Flag. Oh, it's like, I, this I league is... This league is terrible. <laughs> if it wasn't for the fact that... I'm dead serious. If it wasn't for the fact we were picking these every week, I would not be watching or supporting this, this, this league. It's just but bad. The,
0: but on the other hand, Peter, how many times do you get to see a decapitation on on a football field?
1: I mean, there's some bad college football games in Division Two. I could probably find that could give me that. <laughs> you could probably watch the clowny hit on Michigan. That dude should have been
0: decapitated for sure. So now let's move on to the Giants and Buccaneers. Holy cow, Danny Dimes is here, everybody. He's here and he's not leaving. Eli, go sit on the bench. We don't, they don't need you anymore. Just hold the clipboard like a good, like a good guy. So the Giants, on the arm and legs of Daniel Jones, with Saquon having a, uh, getting hurt, gonna be out four to eight weeks with a high ankle sprain. They go to Tampa Bay. As Tampa Bay misses a field goal again, and the Giants win 32 31, and Daniel Jones looked really great. And let me pull up his stats here. He had two rushing touchdowns, he had two passing touchdowns as well 23 out of 36, two touchdowns, over 330 yards passing. He looked great out there, Peter.
1: He did. And uh, first of all, of course, you know, name him more iconic, do you know? Iconic kind of duo, the Bucks and miss field goals. There we go. Meme for the day. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. He. He looked good. I'm not gonna get too high tier just yet because this was the Bucks. Yeah. <laughs> they could probably make me look like Peyton Manning for 60 minutes. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, there's at least there's something to to work with here. I. I guess, yeah, if you're going to spend that high capital, you might as well just be like, all right, let's just, let's just get him out here. This yeah, is let's the, just see how he looks. the best game to do it here. Moving forward, though, the Giants, I'm not going to buy in at all because Saquon going down, that, that kills you. That kills yeah. you good because, I mean, who's your answer to him gone? Wayne Coleman? Yeah, no. Get out of here.
0: Is it too early to start the
1: Church of Daniel Jones? I feel like it be a boring church. I don't want anything to do with that. I want a fun church. <laughs> Blake Bortles was fun. Baker's fun. Gardner Menchu's going to be great if Baker can't get it together. Daniel Jones just looks like boring white bread. <laughs> it, it's kind of like Eli a little bit. Yeah, who's going to start a church for Eli? But at the same time, he did win two championships. <laughs> he's, uh, <laughs> he's like that mythical warrior that we call upon. He's not something you worship, but when you need something done, you call on Eli.
0: Yeah. So moving on to the next game, the New Orleans Saints at Seahawks. Of course, this is the first game that Breeze isn't going to play, and Teddy Bridgewater got the nod in this game. At Seattle, one of the loudest places we all thought the Seahawks were going to win this one, and we all thought wrong. The Saints end up winning this one 33-27. The Seahawks get a garbage score late. To make, it, uh, make that the score. Bridgewater, okay day. 19-27, 177 yards and two touchdowns. Didn't take any interceptions. Uh, didn't have any interceptions. Didn't take any sacks. So that's what you want out of him. Alvin Kamara, great day. 16 carries, 69 yards and a touchdown. He had nine receptions for 92 yards and a touchdown on there as well. So Alvin Kamara looked good in this game. And, I don't know what's with Seattle at, during this game. I We all thought they were going to win and all questioned how the Saints were going to
1: look. I mean, Teddy has had, you know, experience playing in games. You know, it's been a long time, of course. But, you know, once you kind of get that taste, you're kind of good from here on out as long as you have skill, which he does. So, yeah, not too bad. Especially, this is a guy that I can think hold them relevant for a while because, I mean... Let's be real. I mean, they can still win the South. The Panthers aren't going to do anything. The Buckshires sure not to do anything. Falcons are the Falcons. Yeah, this is a good uh, test here. And again, they have the talent. Thomas and Kamara right there.
0: So moving on to the next game, Steelers at 49ers. Hey, Peter, Mm -hmm. aren't you supposed to lose when you have five turnovers? (laughs) Logic doesn't matter anymore, Ryan. Especially when you're in the NFL, if you have five turnovers you, and you still find a way to win. Because that's what the 49ers did against the Steelers. But, uh, yeah, Peter, what are your thoughts on the first Mason Rudolph start and on the Steelers as a whole?
1: Uh, wasn't pretty, but it's acceptable, I guess. I mean, 1427, 174 yards, average was 6.4. I mean, it's not great. <laughs> But only two t- two touchdowns, one interception, sacked twice. Uh, QBR was seven point seven, rating eighty. I mean, it's fine for your first game. Wait, no, was it last week Wait, was last week his first game? Well, this is his first technical start. Okay, that's right. Yeah, last week was the miracle of Ben going down. I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's just it's weird. Uh, I don't know what Mike Tomlin's doing anymore. To be honest, I'm. I know I've been saying that for years, but I just really don't know. Like, Connor has just done jack-all for the first three games. And receiving-wise, I mean, Juju only got three receptions on seven targets. Of course, he made it work with 81 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Deontay Johnson, crazy enough, was uh, the most targeted guy after that. with six and three receptions. And ironically enough, James Washington... (laughs) The third most targeted guy there. So, uh, about say, who knows what the number two running back is at this point. Uh, Vance went down, so that kind of changed the plan there. Actually, thank God Matt's not here. Otherwise, be like, oh, where's the Oklahoma State connection? <laughs> it's like, realistically, it's still possibly there. There's no answer for what the receiving game is going to do. I mean, I think the 49ers are fine, so staying close is good, but again, I mean, they gave you all the turnovers in the world to work with, and you still couldn't win. Yeah, so I mean, here on out, uh, (laughs) yeah, I'm not expecting uh, anything from the Steelers at this point. (laughs) So the
0: Bears, they win that one 31-15, and we all end up getting that
1: one right. Yeah, Clinton Dix actually had two interceptions. One was a pick six, which was a hell of a call on the Westwood One broadcast. And yeah, don't let those numbers from Trubisky fool you. He is still mediocre at best, but that Washington defense was doing whatever they could to make him look like Peyton Manning. So now
0: let's move on to week number four in the NFL. So we start off with Eagles at Packers this week for the Thursday night game, and the struggling eagles they're struggling and the packers defense looks really stellar through the first 3 weeks of the season it seems like those additions with Amos, Preston Smith, Zadarius Smith have really paid off and really helped them out so i am going with the packers here to get the win over the eagles
1: i am as well there's just i i don't have any I haven't seen anything to be confident in the uh, eagles so far so i mean It feels like a safe pick. It is Thursday Night Football, though, so anything is possible. But when you're kind of struggling and you have a short turnaround against a team who kind of knows what they're doing, usually not good for you. So there's that game. Philly is
0: a five-point underdog in this game at Lambeau. So that's going to be the Thursday Night Game. Now let's move on to the games on Sunday the chargers at dolphins <laughs> uh, uh, there's no need to discuss this game any further
1: for the for the second week in a row they are the centennial game that is put on to the nfl to honor 100 years of football boy uh i don't think the nfl expected this when they were scheduling these games that the dolphins would be this bad yeah no uh, and for the kids at home this game is honoring the epic in miami which apparently I set a lot of records. It was kind of like the precursor to uh, Rams-Chiefs last year. Not going to be that. Probably not going to be competitive. Could be high scoring, though, because the Dolphins suck. Yeah. Yeah, so go Chargers.
0: Yeah, Chargers, they win this one easy enough. Next game, Patriots at Bills, a battle of 2-3-0 th- and o teams, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is crazy to talk about with the Bills. But the Bills, they've looked decent so far. But this is the Patriots we're talking about. And as Matt likes to say with Alabama football, what do the Patriots do? They win football games. And they are going to
1: win this football game. You know what, Ryan? The Patriots do win the football, but that's in the postseason. Season at hand, though, there's got to be at least one game or a couple games we lose for no reason. You know what? I'm changing my pick. Give me the Bills. (laughs) I will
0: keep in mind the Patriots have only allowed what 3 points scored this season so far. It's wild. Well, the Bills are 3 and 0, so yeah. there we go.
1: There should be next points.
0: one Chiefs at Lions. Peter, I have a bad feeling that the Lions will screw this one up.
1: Uh, I I don't uh Compare looking at the Eagles and Chiefs, it's night and day. The Chiefs look competent. The Eagles look like they don't know what they're doing. So I trust the Chiefs. I'm good. I trust Patrick Mahomes. Stay away from that Madden curse, yeah. Patrick, because AB's curse was oh brutal. man. That, that, that's the curse. The top all under all the Madden
0: curses ever, right there. Uh, I give me the Chiefs as well. Let me see what the line for that game is. Kansas City is only a favorite by six. So that's interesting. And the over-unders, 54, listen, I think the Chiefs will win by more than six points against Detroit, surely. I mean, <laughs> it, like I said, I have a bad feeling about that the Lions will find a way to beat the Chiefs here. Hopefully not. Uh, Redskins at Giants, the second game of the Daniel Jones era, and it's at home. It's his homecoming. Danny Dimes is coming home and Danny Dimes is
1: gonna get a win. Yeah, especially watching that Redskins defense. Uh yeah. Daniel Jones, he's gonna feast and a lot of people are gonna start buying in. Uh, who do they have the week after? That's my big thing. I'm gonna look up real quick. So the week after that oh, it'll be the Vikings. <laughs> well, there's your wake up call, Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy this one while you can. Yeah. The Giants, they're only favored by three points, though. I mean, that makes sense, because Saquon's out, so, that's going to be a huge uh, thing for them to figure out. But, let's real. Washington has an 87-year-old AP on their side. At, at that point, I'm going to say it's even.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, Giants, I think they get the win here. So, the next game up on the list, Browns at Ravens, AFC North matchup here. The Browns are going to Baltimore. And Peter, the church is, going, is not going to look any better here. I'm predicting Baltimore to win this one at home. And Lamar looking as stellar as he has been through the first three weeks. One and three coming up. <laughs> yeah, Baltimore is a favorite by seven and a half. The over-under is 46. I I might go I, I might go a little bit over on that. But the Ravens... Hey, get a win here against an AFC North rival. Start out 3-1 and have your quarterback continue to look pretty good. Uh, that's a win right there for Ravens fans. So, Matt, if you're listening, your Ravens, I think, are going to get the win here. Next game, Seahawks at
1: Cardinals. Cardinals are Cardinals are looking good, so I don't think it's going to be a blowout. Because, uh, well, who knows? Last week they let uh, Kyle Allen come in and just whip them. Which, uh, you remember that one... A commercial that Cam Newton was in with that kid, and the kid was like, He's gonna take his spot. We found out who that kid was, it was Kyle Allen. <laughs> Moving on to the Sunday night game, Cowboys
0: at Saints. First game at home for the Saints without Drew Brees. Cowboys are looking really good here to start out the season. Give me the Cowboys here.
1: Yeah, Dak is uh, he is clearly playing for the money, and uh, Jerry, you might have to give it to him. Yeah, you might have to give him his $40 million a year. Listen, as long as he's throwing TDs to Amari Cooper for my fantasy team, I don't care, Dak. Just do what you do. <laughs> yeah. uh, also, what's Tony Power doing all of a sudden actually being relevant?
0: <laughs> That's a good question.
1: Who do you think you are, you? <laughs>
0: <laughs> and in the final game, the Monday night game, the Bengals at Steelers, an epic... Quarterback matchup of Andy Dalton versus Mason Rudolph.
1: It's 0-3 versus (laughs) 0-3. Oh, it's actually a Big 12 matchup because TCU's in the uh, Big 12 now. Uh, So, I'm in with the Steelers. I'm calling for a tie. (laughs) (laughs) I just feel like if there's going to be any game that's tied, it's going to be these two inept teams not knowing what they're doing. Yeah. Someone, Some would say, well, one team has to win. No, they don't. <laughs> no, they don't. <laughs> it's going to be a tie. I'm confident.
0: Oh, man. If it's a tie on Monday Night Football, oh, man, that's going to be funny. Oh, people are going to riot. Oh, man. I'm fine with it. <laughs> I'm fine with it. It's gonna It's going to be good fun to watch people. Why do we have a tie on a Monday Night game? It's going to be fun. So, that will do it for the NFL slate this week, everybody. So, now, let's move on to Matt's favorite subject in sports. Some college football. So, let's take a look at what we did last week. So, with the games we picked last week, the Peter Game of the Week. Penn State was on a bye week. So, we had Nebraska and Illinois. (laughs) And, uh... Scott Frost almost let everybody down again
1: and said, Lovey Smith, remember, oh, yeah, I'm coaching a horrible team in Illinois. (laughs) But Y'all laughed at me when you said I gave Illinois a chance, and (laughs) they proved (laughs) that's how bad Scott Frost is. Yeah. (laughs) I wish Lovey could have won it. That man needs a smile. I mean, he needs something to smile about. (laughs) I support you, Lovey. I believe in you. I don't, but I I do.
0: (laughs) So me and Matt went with with Nebraska here. Probably maybe the only time Matt has ever went with Nebraska during the Scott Frost era.
1: And Uh, got it right.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and got it right. And you went with Lovey. Got that one wrong. The biggest shock
1: of all, Herm Edwards lost. The sad game of the week to Colorado, no less. (sighs) Come on, Herm. Don't let us down, please. You're supposed to play to win the game. Don't become like Scott Frost, Hello. Please, please don't. Please don't become lost like... lost to Colorado. <laughs> yeah. It's not fair, Ryan. It's not
0: fair. It's not fair. No, so the Matt game of the week, Colorado ends up beating Arizona State. The Ryan game of the week, <laughs> Tennessee By got least, killed.
1: <laughs> at least you did not talk yourself into picking Tennessee. <laughs> Well, listen.
0: I knew better. Listen, there were some. Listen, there were some hopeful plays where they did force three turnovers, but and they and they just killed themselves. They couldn't score. Nice job there. Thank you for putting us out of our misery.
1: Yeah, there's no way you're making a bowl game now. I'm just gonna let you know that.
0: <laughs> well, you know, Peter, I, there's some interesting talk on the boards, and it's gotten me some. It, it's given me a little bit of hope. And I think in that's, my... That's the worst thing for you. Yes, that's the worst thing for me. That's the worst thing for Tennessee football in general. But the, I think in my rant, I mentioned that it looked like some of the players did not care. Well, reportedly, there was some dissension in the locker room after the Florida game and carrying over after the game. But you know what, Peter? I am fine with. It shows that some people on the team do care. And i that was the biggest concern after week one. I was like, did these guys even care? They just got beat by Georgia State. What's going on? But it looks like some people are calling out some people for not pulling their weight, for not wanting to be here. And you had a few people transfer out today out of the program who are, of course, Butch Jones guys. And so now, who knows? Looking at what the ESPN predictor was saying, I believe it was last week they had a 38% chance to beat Mississippi State at home. Uh, they have a bye week this week. Thank goodness. But it, hopefully they can win that one. Peter, you think they can win the bye week? I hope so, for your sake. Uh, I hope so. We we need. We, yeah, you're getting you're getting Bryce Thompson back, so that's good. Well, he was back for the Florida game. Uh, and did well. Charges at
1: least. Charges uh, dismissed.
0: Yeah, yeah. The charges dismissed. So at least he. That's not hanging over his head anymore. Hey, that's a W. <laughs> yeah, that's a W. So something going right for you there. So I I don't know. So moving off of that game into the rowdy game of the week, West Virginia State at at SEMO, SEMO <laughs> killed them. Which is we, we don't say that much about SEMO. They killed an opponent. They this West Virginia State, we said I said this last week. They look like a school that you would create on the NCAA football game. Oh yeah, that logo looked fake as hell. <laughs> it looked like a slight ripoff of the Georgia Tech logo. <laughs> of course, they were the Yellow Jackets, so Simo gets the win there. Big time win there. So moving on into the next game. We have Ivy League Game of the Week. Yale, Holy Cross. We all win with Yale.
1: The nerds beat the Lord. What can I say? It's a great, it's a great week.
0: Yeah. Number twenty-two, Washington at BYU. You guys went with BYU, but Washington has a pro quarterback, and his name is Jacob Eason, and somebody I'm keeping an eye on for the rest of the season for uh, for uh, reasons concerning the, uh, uh, the Tennessee Titans. But he looked really good and made a couple impressive throws. Washington, they get the win there at BYU.
1: Yeah, good on Washington. They're still playing football.
0: Yeah. Yeah. South Carolina at Missouri, I was horribly wrong, and South and South Carolina end up blowing this one and Mizzou gets a W here.
1: Eh. I wish South Carolina won, but they're just not good anymore.
0: Well Peter, you got the win in our next matchup. Appalachian State, North Carolina. Appalachian State won this game over North Carolina. Me and Matt both picked with both picked the Tar Heels. Appalachian State got the win there,
1: so good on you. Shit shades of michigan blocked field goal it's what app state does best yep uh west virginia at kansas sorry Les miles you
0: took an l here we all went with kansas here west virginia gets the win
1: i feel like west virginia is winning more than i was giving them credit for i should probably check on that because i i was confident they were going to be straight trash yeah next air force at number
0: 20 boise matt went with the air force what were you thinking matt you should have used your own logic, whoever has a number beside them. So You and me, we end up going with Boise State there, and, of course, they get the W there. UCF, number 15 UCF at Pitt. <laughs> Pitt blew him out. Who who would have thunk it?
1: Yeah, I uh, I was wrong when I said Pitt was going to get murdered, but I was right when I said only eight people would be there to watch it. So, <laughs> what a... <laughs> What a game. They they won with the Philly Special. The Pitt fans were chanting overrated to UCF players walking off the field. And Pat Narduzzi straight up swears during the post-game interview. <laughs> that is that is a team that deserves to be in the top 25 for that reason alone. I don't care if they're 2-2. Two two. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Alright, the
0: next game. Freaking USC.
1: They win with a third stringer going down.
0: USC is so inconsistent. Whether they're going to win or they're going to lose week after week. I freaking Utah.
1: Yeah, number ten team in the country. My. Well, hey, their star running
0: back did go out of the game, and that changed a little bit there going forward for them.
1: It's still USC.
0: Yeah. Oh man, USC. Uh, number eleven Michigan at number thirteen Wisconsin. <laughs> hey, a massacre. Uh, yeah, yeah. Peter, where were the overrated, overrated chance from the Michigan
1: crowd on this? <laughs> well, I feel like the Wisconsin crowd should have done it because it was in Wisconsin. But uh, boy, I can only imagine what happened when that plane landed back in Ann Arbor. Oh man! Oh man! That would have been oof. Uh, yeah the uh, the hot seat uh just got even hotter. Uh, yeah. J- Jim, you better beat Ohio State. Otherwise, this is not going to be a good time for you. The best thing about this was Wisconsin
0: fans were singing, oh, wait, what was it? I had to go look it up. Build me up buttercup <laughs> during, oh. during the game. <laughs> Just great. Jim Harbaugh, this is the lowest point of your time at Michigan right here.
1: And this is also Wisconsin in a nutshell. You, you put them in the top ten last year. And they don't do jack all. You have them at the lower tier of the twenty-five, and this is what they're doing. They're just knocking off teams.
0: <laughs> yeah. But uh yeah, Wisconsin. They they blew the crap out of Michigan. Holy crap. I couldn't believe that game. Everything going wrong for Michigan. I love it. But moving on to the next game, we have number eight, Auburn, and number seventeen, Texas AM. I went with AM. I had some confidence in them. Uh my confidence was wrong. Auburn wins
1: on the road here. Yeah, Texas A.M. had, like, no answer for, like, 90% of the game. They mounted a comeback, but it was too little too late. So, Gus Malzahn, you keep on rolling. Yep, uh, he gets the win
0: there. So, Auburn's going to move on up. And then the big game of the week, number seven Notre Dame at number three, Georgia. This was this was fun. Uh, you had the light show pregame with Georgia. That was fun. And this was just, uh, overall, uh, a fun Saturday night, primetime college football game, and Georgia, they get the big time win here, but Notre Dame, they competed
1: really well at Athens. Yeah, that's the worst thing. I was hoping Georgia would just destroy them so we could just, you know, put Notre Dame at, like, you know, number 24 and forget about them. Now they have justification to be like, well, Georgia's probably going to play Bama tough, so we were, you know, stupid stuff like that. Yeah. So, unfortunately, we still have Notre Dame in the hunt, probably. Yeah. And then the final one, the
0: bonus to the ACC teams win more games versus non-ACC teams. You guys got that right? I said no. So, congrats on you for getting the bonus. They didn't, right. they didn't lose a single one. No? I was I was kind of shocked. <laughs> yeah. So, moving on to week number five, the Peter game of the week. Penn State is back at it, playing at Maryland. I'm rolling with Penn State, Peter. How are you feeling about this
1: game against Maryland? Uh, Well, the 1,000-plus days of Maryland not scoring a touchdown against Penn State will probably end here. <laughs> I, f- I feel like that's going to happen. Uh, it's a Friday night game, because why not? It's Maryland. There's no rules in Maryland. Uh, I'm taking Penn State because they got a number next to their name. Yeah. I'm going with Matt Logic here. I I can easily see them losing this one though. Oh
0: uh, yeah, uh, the Matt game of the week: Arizona State and number 15 Cal Herm. Please don't let us down again.
1: Yeah, how? Yeah, Cal's the last undefeated team in the Pac-12, so that means they have to be ranked high. Screw that noise, Herm. You're better than this. <laughs> yeah, go. Up you play, play to win the game. You go into Cal. I don't even know where Cal is. It's, is it? Is this one Berkeley? Yes. Okay. Oh, Berkeley's terrible. <laughs> Some awful college. <laughs> so hey, I have a different opinion. Burn him. <laughs> That's how Berkeley is. Oh. <laughs> Ryan, your Tennessee Vols mercifully are on a bye week. <laughs> I I think we're gonna get the win here, Peter. We're looking good. <laughs> so I think your your backup game would be
0: Memphis. Kind of, I guess. I mean, I can change it. I don't care. It's college football. You know, I was like, was you know what? I I was I'm listen. There's a whole lot of talk about the Memphis being the best school in the state. It's bothering me. So you know what? I'll go ahead and say Memphis here anyway. But I I would have said let's pick a UT Martin game because you know why, Peter? I was born in Martin, Tennessee. So let's just oh, make, okay. This, so there's an OVC connection for you there. I would have gone with the UT Martin game if they were playing this week, which I, I I don't even know if they are. So,
1: you know what? If they are, we're changing it.
0: Well, you know what? Let's let me go check that really quick and see if they're actually playing anybody's. Let's see, OVC, Oh
1: Murray State. We're taking that. Screw, 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 screw Navy at Memphis. <laughs> there we go. So I
0: am going with UT Martin. Let's go, Skyhawks. Is that what they are?
1: I think so. I don't know. It's gonna be nine degrees already. Uh, I'll take Murray State. Why not? Eh, it's 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 a throwaway game. We we just now put this <laughs> on the slate. <laughs> Matt's gonna be like, what? <laughs> Two OBC games, because Rowdy's also on a bye week. So let's do Jacksonville State, Austin P. I feel like Rowdy would watch some OVC football during his bye week. I feel like he would, especially you know Jacksonville State, your biggest your biggest opponent. He would will probably destroy Austin P.
0: He would want to know what's going on so he can figure out how Simo's going to fare. <laughs> I'm going with Jacksonville State here over Austin P.
1: It just seems like a no brainer.
0: Yeah, Jacksonville State. Pro- Is it an understatement? To say that or overstatement? To say that they're the best team in the OVC.
1: Uh, I'd say so. So yeah, there you go. They're the uh they're the workhorse of the conference. Yeah, for sure. So, moving on to the Ivy League game of the week, Brown at Harvard. I didn't even know Harvard actually lost to San Diego last week. <laughs> uh Since, Matt, you know what? I was going to do a bonus point opportunity, but actually, yeah, let's do it. Ryan, what state is Brown in without looking it up? Oh, man. Again, remember Ivy schools. Basic U.S. history. <laughs> is it in Massachusetts? It is not. It's in Rhode Island. Oh, okay. All right. It's a state no one cares about. <laughs> oh, no. So uh, I'm going with Harvard here. Win the game. Oh, yeah. Harvard.
0: <laughs> yeah. Seems cooler. So next game, Central Michigan at Western Michigan. Western Michigan has, a, has looked pretty decent here. Uh, first few weeks, so give me uh the Broncos. AB is not playing, so give me Western Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> we will pick we will pick against Central Michigan until AB starts to play. In that case, Central Michigan every game. Iowa State at Baylor Big Twelve matchup here. Iowa State, I am rolling with them. Baylor, they they're still undergoing some stuff over there over what happened in the last couple of years. But Matt Rule, he's gotten the program looking in the steady state, which is what you need. So but give me the
1: cyclones here. I'm going I'm rolling with Iowa State. hmm Baylor's actually undefeated, but they've been facing nobody. So yeah, let's go uh let's go safe here, Iowa State. Yeah. Kansas at TCU, Les Miles, you are not getting a win here, TCU. Oh yeah. I mean, all you had to say was Les Miles. <laughs> The sign factor in that. Yeah.
0: Number one Clemson at North Carolina. Listen, Clemson's number one.
1: It's Clemson. <laughs> if Mac Brown wins this, he should get a statue built outside that stadium immediately. <laughs> <laughs> the next game, SEC game, number seven Auburn against Mississippi
0: State. Mississippi State is struggling here out the gate and Auburn has looked pretty steady here to start out the season. Of course, you got the freshman quarterback, Bo Nix, there. I'm going with Auburn here. Auburn stays consistent. They'll win this game.
1: Yeah, I always worry if Auburn, they'll lose a stupid game, but as far as what I'm seeing now, I'm confident with them. Yeah. Next game, Big 12 game, number 24,
0: Kansas State at Oklahoma State. We're on opposite ends of the spectrum here. For this one. for the I think for the first one out of these picks for this week. Kansas State has looked pretty doggone decent. Here to start out the season. Of course going on the road. And beating Mississippi State at Starkville. They've come out to look pretty good here to start the season. Oklahoma State I believe they're a six point favorite in this game. But I'm going with the Wildcats here. And I think they'll continue to roll. But. I do not doubt Oklahoma State here if they somehow find a way to win this one.
1: Yeah, my real thing going with them is uh, Oklahoma State played Texas pretty well last week in a loss. Where the only big Kansas game was Mississippi State, which, you know, if it was 2014, I'd be interested. But it is no longer that year. So, from what I've seen, give me Oklahoma State for this one. Next game, number five, Ohio State at Nebraska. It's Ohio State.
0: Scott Frost is a fraud. This game's a game. I think this is a game day game too, if I believe, if I remember correctly. So,
1: you know, if it was 1998, you could justify it, but uh, again, it's not. It's current year, and it's not a good game.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, Ohio State here.
1: Next game: Washington State and number 19, Utah. <laughs> Washington State. Got screwed last week by Chip Kelly. That game was wild. That game was drunk. That game turned into the Big Twelve for a
0: second. I was confused. <laughs> like, is this the right conference? No, it, th- this is the conference you're looking for. Weird things happen Pac-12 at night, Peter. We should know this by now. Yeah, there's uh, no rules when the night comes on. Uh, no, Pac-12 at-
1: after dark. It gets uh, it pr- gets pretty crazy. There must have been a lot of claws at that game because no one was playing good football. <laughs> uh, no, no, they, they all looked intoxicated. So this <laughs> Which game... go, goes hand in hand. Pac twelve football at night. There's no rules, and there's no rules when you're on the claws. Nope. So Pac. So Pac twelve matchup. Washington State
0: here. I have a funny story behind mine. Pirate captain Mike Leach. People are saying Mike Leach looks like a pirate. Well, he's also in the
1: pirates hardcore.
0: <laughs> yeah, and uh, the funny joke here is if he did come coach. At Tennessee, you got the Vol Navy there. So he would have been the captain of the Vol Navy. Just give him a Nick Fury eye patch. Slap it on him. Give him a Garner Minshew mustache. And there you got Pirate Captain Mike Leach leading the Vol Navy. But alas, no, he's just doing it at Washington State now. So I'm going with Washington State here to beat Utah at home.
1: Yeah, if Utah can't uh, beat USC, I don't care about them anymore. (laughs) Yeah.
0: And speaking of USC. Yep. Number 21, USC. I don't think it's going to say that way. Number 21, USC at number 17, Washington. I like how Washington has looked. Eason, even though he's been off for pretty much a couple of years now, he still looks good. He still looks like the same guy we saw at Georgia. He's just improved his game a little bit. So I'm
1: giving Washington the win at home here. Yeah, you know, I feel like we always forget that Washington is pretty much the Ohio State of the Pac-12. I mean, they were in the Final Four the uh, three years ago. Yeah, right? and they had a lot. They, of got, ta- they had a lot of talent on that team too. Yeah, so uh, I did a dot 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 Washington question mark because I feel like they should win, but every time I pick against USC, it never works. But if I do pick USC it doesn't work so it's all, I I'm probably better off just not picking to be honest. But give me give me the Huskies. <laughs> number eighteen, Virginia. At number ten, Notre Dame. Notre Dame here. Uh yeah, Virginia, I guess they're ranked because someone has to be. <laughs> <laughs> I mean I hey, guess you know, so. In fairness, they did beat Pitt so they technically would beat a national champion UCF. Yeah. <laughs> For my answer
0: I put down the team that fakes injuries and girlfriends and that's a play on last week
1: after them after they faked injuries against Georgia, so I don't think I ever said this but I was when that whole season was happening, I never paid attention to like the whole Mantic Teo thing to begin with. So when all that happened at once, it literally happened at once like i didn't even know he had a dead grandma i didn't know he had a dead girlfriend at like the moment the moment was like oh his girlfriend was fake i was like wait what <laughs> greatest craziest 24 hours of my life when that happened <laughs> i bet it's like wait he got catfished <laughs> so peter what is what are the bonuses for this week well we have our weekly bonus it is price is right rules. How many points does Jim, Hot St. Harbaugh's Michigan Wolverines beat Rutgers by? Uh, 2014 or 15, they beat them 78 to nothing. So that's a big outlier. Last year, same score as Penn State, 42 to 7. I think they're going to need to get back on track. Rutgers isn't... That's the thing, though. Rutgers isn't awful this year so far. So... No. They could keep it a little closer. And again, once you lose to Wisconsin in that fashion, your your national championship hopes die pretty fast. So, yep. I don't know how hard they're going to be playing. I, I'm saying 24 points. I am
0: close with you. I'm going with 20 here. Mm-hmm. I think they're still, still going to be so. There's still some stench of the game last week, mm-hmm. and those had to find a way to get rid of it, and they will. But. He, against a team like Rutgers who you should who you're weighing above better than you should beat
1: them by more. Yeah. Also I'm introducing a new college football gimmick and it's because uh, we should probably up to the scores. I'm 62 for 60 Matt is 52 for 60 and Ryan you're 48 for 60. Now the whole reason I'm ahead is because of the Mormons <laughs> <laughs> yeah So I think to in the interest of fairness we should have a weekly jackpot. <laughs> And I decided it's going to be you can pick any college football game and give the exact final score. This week you get five points if you get it right. But if you don't, we go to the next week, same jackpot, but it's ten points. And it just keeps increasing by five until someone gets it. <laughs> so this week I decided let's do UCF beating UConn 62-13. Let's go for that. I I struggled between this game and another
0: game. Wisconsin-Northwestern and Oklahoma-Texas Tech, I went with Wisconsin and Northwestern. I like the over-under. Wisconsin, of course, they came out and looked dominant in week, uh, this past week against Michigan. They're favored by 24, and it's at home. You got Jonathan Taylor looking like a madman out there. I know a lot of people are really excited about him going to the NFL next year. The over under is 45 and a half. I got the score at 35 to 7. That's about right, a little bit lower than the over under, right at 42. And Wisconsin, they end up winning that one by 28, so a little bit over on what they were projected to win by. So I got Wisconsin winning against Northwestern 35 to 7 in
1: that game. Speaking of Northwestern, did you see uh, Pat Fitzgerald, he go he went off on like a you know, Twitter users being offensive coordinators. Yeah, everybody go email him at yeah. I don't care. It's like, uh, Pat, you need an at something as well there. <laughs> I don't care at go <laughs> yourself. There we go. <laughs> Pat Fitzgerald, everybody.
0: Oh, uh, yep. So that is going to do it for this week, everybody. Peter, where can people find you at? Oh, the actual Peter. And you can find me at RyanViews573. Check out our entertainment podcast as well. Again, I did a solo pod discussing everything with the recent movies. It Chapter 2, At Astro, Downton Abbey. Which I bet you guys didn't know I was a fan of. So there you go. The more you know. And also expectations for the Joker film. We're, a little, we're about a week and a half out from the film being released to the public. So get hyped everybody for that. And we'll, of course we'll do a pod breaking everything down as soon as 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 soon as we both see it. So go check out that pod as well and go subscribe to the entertainment channel on all of our platforms and to the Views channel on all the platforms as well, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, whatever your preference is, and go check out the YouTube channel as well. With that being said, everybody, thank you guys so much for tuning in to this week's Views from the 573 Podcast. Thank you to Anchor once again for Sponsoring this week's show as I do every week. With that being said, everybody, we will talk to you guys next time.